Amen. And so today, I want to talk to you from this subject, nothing outside of God. How many of you agree that there is absolutely nothing outside of God? Spinoza was considered a great philosopher that lived in the mid-1600s. He was a student, but as well, he was also a teacher of philosophy. To really understand, you have to know what philosophy and the teaching of philosophy is. It's simply the study of science as well as the study of knowledge and reality. This idea of science and the study of science and simply the study of human knowledge and Reality, this consumes anything that is faith-based. It eradicates even the belief of the existence of God. They're saying that everything needs to be explained. And that everything in this life and earth is to be understood. Let me clarify, this is human intellect. And any time you have to live by philosophy, this removes your faith. It removes your hope. It removes confidence that you have in God. It removes trust. It removes conviction. And it removes Bible beliefs. Why? Because when you're trying to explain everything, it removes your faith. In fact, Spinoza, Spinoza believed in the deductive argument. Stay with me here. He believed in the deductive argument that God is only an infinite substance. It's eternal, but it's a substance. So they believe that it's a tangible God instead of an invisible God. So they are proposing that you take God out of the Bible as Christians believe him to be and study the Bible as philosophy. Then all acts of the Bible can be explained. A study of philosophy has to find an answer to everything by science, an answer to everything by knowledge, and an, and an answer to everything by reality. So they have questions. Why is the earth round? Why is the gravitational pull that we have on our earth and how is it created? Questions, questions. Why, why? Why do the stars hang in the galaxy? And they're saying, by philosophy, we should be able to understand all of these things in a very logical manner. How the sun is placed at a strategic distance that it does not burn up the earth. And how did the earth come into existence? And how did humans come to be? And what happens after death? And how the oceans were created? And they're just looking for answers outside of God to prove there is an explanation. Until they're trying to prove the biblical stories into this 
study of philosophy. Philosophy has to prove the flood of the days of Noah by science and knowledge and reality. In fact, Newton believed a comet caused Noah's flood. This comet, he declared, had passed close to the earth thousands of years ago. So close, in fact, that the comet had doused our world with water from its tail and exerted enough gravitational force to pull forth oceans from beneath our planets and beneath the crust of our world. Newton believed that water was pulled out of the earth to create the flood, trying to discredit the things that the Word of God has already said to be true. Another one would be, how did the Red Sea part? They believe they have an explanation for that because according to philosophy, some have claimed that the parting of the Red Sea and the biblical plagues that were natural events caused by a single natural disaster by a huge volcanic eruption on Greek island of Santorina in the 16th century B.C. I propose to you today that this has become the greatest threat to mankind and the greatest threat to the inherent word of God. Philosophy is human intellect that believes it can reduce the existence of God to a science, a scientific idea, and try to fit it into a box of reality. But I'm going to tell you today that I believe it's human intellectual intoxication. You're not here because of philosophy. You're not joining in the presence of God and feel what we feel here today simply because this is derives from man's intellect. But this is a divine move of God. And when we come to that understanding, God can do more for us, not only for us, but for our world when we realize that philosophy does not fit into the Word of God. Philosophy. Philosophy is the human intellect that believes it can reduce the existence of God to a scientific idea and try to fit it into the box of reality. This is human intellectual intoxication. And these are those who have, in Romans 1.25, it says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever and ever. Amen. I'm here to do my best to put the enemy on the back of his heels and realize that there's still a people that are called by his name that believe in the word of God and there's a people that are called by his name that truly believe there is deliverance in this house and we truly believe that God is present with us right now and that anything is possible through the spirit of God and I don't need an explanation as to what God is going to do here today or what God has already done I just have faith faith, faith to believe that God is ready to do a work for those that are hungry for him somebody shout hallelujah that's why I was listening to brother Flores this morning it was interesting because our message and what you taught this morning is hand in glove because in Romans the 11th chapter in the 34th verse it says for who hath known the mind of the Lord or who hath been his counselor or who hath first given to him who hath first given to him 
and it shall be recompensed unto him again. Then it says, for of him and through him and to him are all, all things, all things. What he's trying to tell us is it doesn't matter what anybody and everybody might say. There is a word that is much more important. That is a God who came in that word and dwelt among us. That is the reality. That is the truth. It doesn't matter what science say. It doesn't matter what logic says. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what your government says. It doesn't matter what your family members say. It doesn't matter what your friends say. Somebody help me today. But somebody needs to rise up and realize this is a God thing and God's ready to step into our lives and do something unlike he's ever done before. Amen. If we realize there is nothing outside of God. I said nothing outside of God. Your life is not outside of God. Your family isn't outside of God. Everything you have and the existence, every breath you breathe and every step you take is in the palm of God's hands because nothing is outside of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. I don't need an explanation for every little thing. All things are made by him to whom be glory forever. And amen. This passage concludes that there is nothing outside of God. There's not a planet outside of God. Not a cloud outside of God. Not a tree outside of God. Not a flower outside of God. And in Arizona, not a cactus outside of God. Not a rock outside of God. There is nothing outside of God. Not a river, not a fish, not a beast, not a bird. Not a plane, not a car, not a building, not a baby, not a person, not a people. Ah, nothing is outside of God. There's not a problem, there's not a solution, there's not a church, and there's not a government. And there's not even you that are outside of God. It's all. It's all in God's hands. Amen. Some people are worrying about what's going on with our government. I've never seen such a thing. There are crazy people out there. Hate one another. I don't get it. But I'm not worried about it. What everybody's saying is going to happen. With Iran, I'm just putting it in God's hands. I, I got to preach some of this because some are so disturbed by what's happening. They're like, we need to start building bunkers and we need to, we need to get food and, and we need to go into the hills. I'm like, oh, shut up. Good God, have mercy. If he can part a Red Sea, don't you think he can take care of the people of God? If he can bring water from a rock, don't you think he can take care of God's people? If he can bring manna down from heaven, don't you think he can take care of God? There's nothing outside of God. Amen. It might be falling apart around you. You just stay faithful. You keep your faith. Don't you lose your hope. Because that's many times all you have is your faith 
and your hope in God. Some of you need to hear what I'm telling you because if you lose your house, you lose your family, you still need to know how to trust in your God. Amen. When you don't have any money to go buy groceries, you're going to have to learn to trust in God. Wouldn't that be interesting if we didn't have any money for any food and God had to show up again in the latter days and say, I think I'm going to have to bring manna back down from heaven so that my people can be fed. And you're looking at your shoes and saying, my shoes are wearing out. Lord, what do I do? And he says, take another look. Oh, they're brand new. Wouldn't that be interesting if someone would just trust God and believe that he is able and that he's not only able, but he will make provision to those that keep their faith and their trust in God. Amen. Pinoza may say one thing, Newton another, but I will put my faith in God because some put their faith in horses and in chariots, but I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord for the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runneth into it it's the lord that i shall trust in that's why i keep coming to church that's why i keep singing my songs that's why i raise my hands and you say well why are you so excited well because i have a god that still has everything under control amen i'm not gonna worry i'm not gonna fret i'm gonna lay my head down on my pillow and go to sleep at night knowing that i am in the hands of an almighty god Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. You're not outside of God. It's all. Even you are in the hands of God. You can run, but you cannot hide. Because it's all in the hands of God. Isaiah writes about it in 59.1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Why does he say that? Because nothing is outside of God. You make your bed in heaven, behold, I will be there. You make your bed in hell, behold, I will be there. What's he saying? He said, no matter how high you think you are, he can reach you. It doesn't matter how low you go. Ah, hey man, some of you dr just drug yourself in here today. I, you know how I know? I don't have a discerning of spirits. I just look at you. Some of you walk in here like this. Someone shake your hand. How you doing? Okay. Some people, you don't want to ask them that question when you see them like that. But, but what, what would happen if some of you come to realize nothing is outside of God? That before you walk out of this place, you got your hands in the air. You got your dance back in your feet. You got your testimony back in your mouth. What would happen? I'll tell you what would happen. You think we'd add uh, another few hundred to this church in a year? No, we'd pack this place out and have to go to two services on Sunday because people would wonder what in the world happened to them. And my dad used to tell me this. He said, smile, smile, son. Smile, smile. Why, dad? It makes the world wonder what you're up to. 
Smile, smile, get excited. Just when you walk in and someone says, how you doing? Say, I'm doing great. They don't need to know that you can't pay the rent on the house. They don't need to know that the dog made a mess in the room. They don't need to know about all the problems you're facing physically. All they need to know is you've got somebody in your life and a God that's in your life that you have faith in and that you trust and say, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm not going to complain because I know nothing is outside of you. Amen. Oh, I feel like uh, somebody needs to get excited about living for God. Somebody needs to get the victory before this place is over. Somebody needs to put the clap. The clap back in your hand and get excited about living for God. The world needs to know this thing is real and that this is not just philosophy. No, this is an experience of faith and hope in God. And we've got the spirit of the Holy Ghost in us. Man, hallelujah, nothing, nothing outside of God, nothing. (laughs) The second verse of Isaiah 59 says, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. He simply says, your sin and your ideology and your philosophy is keeping you from God. If you're looking for a church that will fit you, you probably come to the wrong place. Because we don't fit into people's plan. People fit into God's plan. Amen. Amen. We understand that God is able. And God is not the problem. He said, but when you start believing in the things in your own mind and your own thoughts, then you separate yourself from the voice of God. I, I got to say something about what happened with Brother Hawks and our men's ministry. They were talking about isolation. This has moved me. In fact, I'm going to put together, Brother Hawks, and I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to put together a message on this because it was more about what you said and the duration of the conversation that was said even with some of the men in that meeting. But he was talking about isolation. And predominantly, he was speaking on the, that when we isolate ourselves from other men, it was for the men's ministries, but again, it applies to the whole church. If we isolate ourselves from the body of Christ, then we allow ourselves to be in a very dangerous place. Because when we're, when we're isolated, we find ourselves doing things we're not supposed to do. And he brought out some statistics. So he's talking about isolation from the body of Christ. And then one of the other young men, I think it was my oldest son, said, yeah, but not everybody understands isolation. He said, isolation is not only being away from the people, 
But it's also when you're away and you're also removed from the voice of God. He said, there are times when I have to be away from the people. i got to be alone. I need my alone time so that I can listen to the voice of God. He said, isolation is not just being away from the church and the body of people, but isolation is when you are alone, you're not listening to the voice of God. And I don't know where these boys get these thoughts. I don't. My, my, my youngest son, he says, he, he enters in and he says, you know, it's really dangerous to become addicted and have an addiction to isolation. And I'm thinking to myself, where is he going with this one? And he said, because when you are addicted to isolation. Isn't that the word you used? He says, what happens is, the only voice you hear is your own voice. And the only thoughts you have is in your own mind. And as he began to unfold that thought and unpack that idea, I was looking to him and I'm thinking, what in the world are you two boys getting into? Because you have a lot of good thoughts. I thought your dad was the only one that had the good thoughts. All of a sudden, these boys, I'm so proud of them. And I'm so proud of Brother Hawks and that message because it resonated with me. But the real thought was that if you're all alone all the time, nobody can correct you. And you can't sit under the covering of a pastor or a church because you're so wrapped up and addicted to your own thoughts until you begin to believe your own lies. And when you believe your own lies, you keep walking down the road of your destruction because you won't listen to people that love you. Until it destroys your future and you can't go forward in Christ. And he's saying right here, go back to 59.2, and it says in Isaiah, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And he's simply saying that your thoughts and your sins have hid his face from you. When you start thinking on your own, then you are partnering with philosophy and that ideology, and you become a product of what has to be explained. And nobody can explain anything to you outside of your own self and your own explanation. He's simply saying, be careful. Be careful that you don't let your own thoughts keep you from God. I deal with this quite often where people will come to this church and ask me, what are the guidelines and what are the rules? And, and they're wanting me to give them a list. I don't give lists. I tell you how to be in relationship and I'm not going to give you a list because you need to learn to have conviction for your walk with God but I've had people here that come asking me what do we believe 
and we teach them. We, we put them through discipleship programs. We, we have mentoring programs. We have our interest groups. We have small groups, all whatever. We got all kinds of stuff. So much going on, it's hard for me to keep up with. And they come to me and they ask me all of these questions looking for an answer to their own thoughts. And if the answer doesn't fit in to their intellectual process, then they find themselves rejecting Rejecting not only the church, but rejecting God. And he says, because of that, that we have separated ourselves between us and God. John 1.18 said, no man has seen God. So if you're coming to this church and you're looking for a tangible understanding of what the spirit can do you'll never get it we can give you uh, discipleship programs we can give you word but there's a point where you got to go beyond just what you can understand where you move into the presence of God's spirit and learn of him by the spirit and not what men can teach you because no man has seen God what he means by that is he's an invisible God. And it said, no man has seen God in John 1.18 at any time. But the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. What he is saying by he's an invisible God or no man has seen God is this God is out of reach to philosophy. But he said that when the Word became flesh, they should know that he is more than just a man. Why is that? Because he was of a divine conception. How do you explain all this? How do you explain all this to someone who is not of the Spirit? You can't. The revelation only comes through the Spirit of the Lord or the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. And, and when you start seeking after the Spirit, God reveals to you what man cannot reveal to you. And Brother Rigo and I have had a long discourse of discussion over some issues uh, from biblical doctrine. And we talk about it over and over and over again. And, and sometimes we can't come to that conclusion as, as to what, what is your idea and what is my idea so that we can agree. And sometimes we never come to that conclusion. And I have to say, all I can tell you is that you need to get back down on your knees. And I need to get back down on my knees and ask God to reveal himself that we go, goes beyond just my understanding. So that I know through the Spirit that there's more to this than what can just be explained. He's an invisible God. So that tells me that it takes faith to touch an invisible God. Paul says in 2 Corinthians, the 5th chapter and 7th verse, For we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. There has to be some faith involved in walking with God. And when you have philosophy, you take faith out of the equation. When you have faith, you're trusting in something that is not logical or even sometimes tangible.
Next verse, 8 verse says, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Absent from what can be understood. So by faith, believing in what cannot be understood. When you need an explanation as to how God brought a child back to life, you lose hope. There's no power outside of the human intellect. When you need an explanation as to how God raised a man from the dead, you lose hope. When you need an explanation as to how God opened the womb of a barren woman, you lose hope. When you need explanation as to how God delivered you from evil, you lose hope. When you need an explanation as to how God could heal, you lose hope. I'm just saying really today, all of you that are here that are new to POP, do not remove everything that is faith-driven. Do not remove it into a place of philosophy. Because if you do, you'll lose your hope in Christ. Because the day you have a problem and a troubled day, and the day that you fall, you feel like you deserve it, get back up and just trust in your God. Trust in your God. As we stand in Romans, the 8th chapter, the 35th verse, Paul says, Who shall separate me from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril of sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But he turns it right here and says, Nay, doesn't matter what I've gone through, it doesn't matter the hell and high water that I've faced. I've been struggling for the last few months, but God, nay, in all these things. I don't understand, nor do I need an explanation. I'm hurting right now, God. I need you. Throw your loving arms around me. And love me in a way no one else can love me you got to be like Paul and say nay in all these things that loved us. Then he affirms it in the 38th verse for I am persuaded. I am persuaded. When I can't explain it, I'm still persuaded. When it doesn't make sense, I'm still persuaded. Persuaded, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. As they prepare to sing, I'm not really sure who I've spoken to today, but I believe I have spoken to a few.
and you've had a lot of questions in your mind but don't isolate yourself now and I believe today is the day where you come to understand that there's nothing outside of God that God is here to meet you at your need so what we're going to do is that while they begin to sing I'm going to give you an invitation to step out from where you are and come down to this altar when they begin to sing you need to get down here as quick as you can and in your mind and in your prayer and in your heart you need to pray and God help me that I never take my own advice but rather I'll listen to your voice Come on, come on.